0: Hi everyone, thanks for jumping on for a quick roundup of the things that are happening. Um, East Asia Pacific, today we've covered 30 odd issues plus uh, an assessment and uh, it's the real Anzac week. We did Australia yesterday and New Zealand today, Uh, basically the same issue. Society doesn't like to be told what to do and politicians don't know how to make decisions. As a result, um, New Zealand's had big demonstrations in their capital city in Wellington. And so uh, they've called the the war room together in New Zealand as if this is a massive challenge, like the the perils are coming in from the north. And what they haven't been able to do is to go, okay, naughty people, we're going to arrest you if you don't go home. So they're not giving the police the power, they're empowering the demonstrators. And if you empower people that have no interest in public health and safety, then they'll continue to be empowered. if it continues to escalate and if you continue to procrastinate like Adern is doing and like the Morrison government is doing, ultimately you end up with a situation like America did where it ends up on Capitol Hill and it ends up a fiasco and people start to play with it uh, politically. And, of course, now both New Zealand and Australian opposition are starting to utilise in Australia you know, the Chinese relationships and now in New Zealand the ability to control Um, demonstrators when they just need to go and get a damn vaccination. Um, It's such that, you know, 3% of the bad eggs are going to make a dern look pretty silly and she's allowing them to. So pretty boring in EAP in terms of that. Obviously, um, Thailand's continuing to have a little bit of uh, a mess in Parliament, but I'm sure our assessment that will release tomorrow afternoon to our members will explain the longer term vision of where Prayut and Thailand is heading. Um, Of course, most people will have their nose buried in their own thoughts and be looking at what a few parliamentarians are going to do, but the reality is our assessment tomorrow will point out um, that what's happening in parliament now isn't as important as everybody um, chomping on their coffees and cakes and watching what happens with a one-day perspective seems to make it. Um, Any questions, if not, Barga, please flow on. Thank you, Paul, for that. Uh,
1: In South Asia, we primarily have a couple of protests and prohibitive orders imposed in southern India, but I will move to Nepal first, especially because the protests turned violent in Kathmandu, the capital of Nepal. Uh, The protests were primarily against the MCC, Millennium Challenge Corporation, funds being... Uh, being uh, introduced in Nepal with a lot of funding from uh, the US, this would be the the biggest chunk of grants for what Nepal would actually get from the US about 500 million dollars, primarily to boost infrastructure across the country, uh, focused towards electric grid, as well as road construction. Of course, there is a democratic agenda behind this, the US wants to uh, empower and fund democratic countries, especially in the third world. Now, The opposition to such a move is primarily rooted in the communist parties. And the ironic thing is the communist parties who are in power back in 2017 and 18 are actually opposing this when they are in the opposition. The ruling Nepali Congress on the other hand uh, being center-right and sometimes center-left they are in favor, and they want to ratify this uh, after the uh, after the treaty was signed with uh, with the U.S. So the the protests turning violent may actually catch fire across the uh, across the country. So the businesses need to uh, look out because this is both an opportunity as well as a risk because if the communist parties do not really relent, and uh, they, they, this will this will sound trouble to the ruling ruling government. And if it does get uh, passed, the infrastructure will get major boosts, helping businesses primarily in the construction and engineering sector. Uh, moving on to India. Uh, there were a few prohibitory orders passed in some of the districts in the state of Karnataka, uh, primarily due to an issue related to religious uh, religious clothing being allowed or not allowed within the colleges, and the matter is in the High Court. Uh, businesses need to watch out for uh, pro-Hindu groups protesting in public, especially, uh, especially those which can disrupt supply chains. Uh, that's uh, that's it from South Asia. So I will pass on the baton to Basel to cover off on Middle East. Uh, we will touch upon Ukraine and Russia issue when we move on to Europe. Uh, over to you, Basel.
2: Thank you, Bargav. Uh, so in the EMEA region today, we had two assessed events and uh, 16 other developments. Um, in the Middle East, uh, there, uh, in, in Saudi Arabia especially, customs authorities supported an attempt to smuggle 1.2 million amphetamine tablets into the country yesterday. So uh, the General Directorate of Narcotics Control arrested one person in Riyadh and uh, another one in Tabuk. The individuals possessed more than uh, 1.2 million tablets ready to be smuggled throughout the country. Uh, going over to Europe and uh, for, the, uh, for the two assessed events, two of them were, were in Europe, uh, starting off with France, union workers from the Regie Autonome des Transports Parisien uh, will go on strike in Paris tomorrow. It will be a one-day strike that will affect buses, trams, and metro services. Uh, also, rail and rapid transit services will also be affected. The strike was organized by labor unions uh, that include the uh, LABAS, uh, Solidaire, uh, the General uh, Federation of Labour, and the Workers' Force. Uh, as part of uh, expected uh, disruptions, clients should expect traffic congestion on major roads as more people will likely use alternative means of transportation uh, like private vehicles or, or taxis. Uh, the other uh, assessed event was in the UK. Uh, storms keep <laughs> the storms. Uh, uh, two storms actually are visiting the UK. One uh, hit the UK yesterday, which was Storm Dudley, and today uh, the UK uh, and uh, tomorrow the UK will have Storm uh, Storm uh, Unis. So uh, thousands of people yesterday in England and Scotland got cut off uh, from the power grid. Uh, All train lines from Carlisle to Edinburgh and Glasgow uh, in Scotland uh, were suspended due to the damages and impacts of the storm.
1: Thank you, Basel, for that. There is a different kind of storm which seems to be subsiding in Eastern Europe as uh, Russia seems to be drumming up uh drumming up their w- war drums according to some sources putin is already planning to withdraw some of the troops from the borders with uh, ukraine as well as eastern european neighbors uh- there are contradictory narratives being weaved around this. Some some Western sources they say there is no evidence to suggest that they're actually drawing down and they're withdrawing troops. While while Putin has been very clear that they do not want war, there is no invasion planned. But what what we cannot deny is saber wrestling on both fronts. And in in, in the entire shenanigan, there seems to be two critical winners. One is President Biden, who has been cheerleading uh, Ukraine into taking a hard stance, and Putin, obviously this will boost his d- domestic image. Uh, Putin being a master strategist, uh, we cannot deny uh, that he has a, a broader game plan involved, especially with multiple pipelines going through uh, Ukraine and one more competing pipeline coming up in, uh, in the, to the north of Baltic Sea, that is Nord Stream 2, which is stuck at the licensing level. Uh, Paul, uh, any thoughts on the entire scenario on Ukraine and, and Russia? Uh, I, I would I would go ahead and say the saber-rattling will stop uh, at that level itself. I wouldn't really see a major uh, major escalation further because it's a lose-lose scenario.
0: Oh, look, I think it's a no-brainer. I think it's, it's quite amazing that the financial markets are all worried about it. It probably shows what happens when you have... 20,000 people that are called analysts that aren't really analyzing the, the, the 100 dumb sheep following the smart sheep, but nobody engages the smart sheep, mean. so they all bump into the corner and cannot find the gate. Um, I, I agree totally, Bargo, I'm, I'm actually tired of talking about Ukraine. I think at some point Russia will come in now, I don't like the term sabre-rattling, I think it oversimplifies, as you mentioned, Putin's a martyr strategist and America's led by master emotionalists. So he's trying to work out who, if anyone in Europe and NATO and America, holds the power to combat him. And the reality is the leadership styles and the authority styles and the misuses of power, um, particularly misuses of military power by America, is going to come back to haunt them. Uh, The real winner out of this is neither Russia, NATO or America, neither Biden or Putin. The real winner out of this is China, because they're sitting back taking that all in and looking at how ineffective NATO-America relationships are, how, in the absence of Merkel, how murky the new leadership is in Germany, uh, how ambiguous relationships, uh, despite written agreements, America and, and NATO sort of seem to be, is it Arthur or Martha in control? Uh, The West has got a lot of problems with societal discipline, um, countries that are polarised, poorly led. Uh, I don't even like to use the word led, um, just disgraceful management, no accountability on the leaders. It's all done by a a day-by-day popularity basis for the next poll and the next public relations uh, test. So I think the West is in for some very murky times ahead I think for all of those that herald Western greatness and, and downplay China, they probably need to put a little less time into being emotional and tunnel vision a little bit more time into learning Mandarin. But let's close it out for today, Bugger.
1: Uh, certainly, Paul, thank you for your thoughts. And I must agree with you that China is, is in a wait and watch mode and, and they're grasping what all, uh, what all shenanigans both the players are, are doing in that part of the world. Uh, Sitati, I will pass the baton on to you to cover Africa for today. Thank you.
3: Well, uh, thank you, Bhagrav. Uh, in Africa today, we covered uh, three developments. And out of these developments, uh, yesterday's protests outside the United Nations uh, support mission in Libya offices uh, in Tripoli uh, stood out. And protesters demanded the holding of elections and the dissolution of the House of Representatives. And they also called for the formation uh, of a unified government, uh, thereby rejecting uh, the new government that is to be formed by the newly elected Prime Minister, uh, Fatih uh, Bashaga. And just for context purposes, the outgoing prime minister, uh, Abdul Hamid al-Debaiba has refused to leave office. And this could likely lead to the formation of two uh, parallel governments. The latest uh, political developments in Libya set the stage for more protests and uh, mobilization of armed groups. And of course, uh, violent clashes in Libya uh, could potentially um, occur. And this is expected to uh, occur okay, or take place in major cities such as Tripoli, uh, Tobruk, Misrata, Silte, Samha and Ubari. Unless there's a comment, observation or question regarding this, then I'll hand it back to my uh, to close the session. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Sudhati. Uh, we'll close off the audio for today. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. Please
0: do reach out if you need more information about our unique membership services. Thank you.